Hello and welcome to Podcast Open Mic. I'm your host, Lorenzo. And I have in the studio, Jason Lambert. Welcome. Thank you very much. Yeah. Tell me a bit about yourself. Well, I was uh, born and raised right here in Portland. And um, I really got into music when I was in high school. Um, I'd say that was when it started. And uh, I started writing, like, uh, basically song lyrics, but I didn't have an instrument to play the song, you know, to, to write, uh, to actually write songs with melodies and stuff. So um, I asked for a guitar for Christmas and I got it, but it took me in about four or five more years before I actually started to learn how to play mm -hmm. um, because it's, it's, uh, it's a bit of a cumbersome instrument to learn how to, how to play for a number of reasons. And, and uh, the first year I played, I was, uh, I was pretty bad, I'll be honest. Uh, I think um, learning how to, you know, learning how to tune a guitar was a huge, huge factor in getting better. Um, but generally speaking, uh, that's when I started writing songs. It was about a year after I started playing guitar, and and that was, geez, 26 years ago, something like that. So I've okay. been writing songs ever since. Well, I've tried guitar and failed miserably. It's, well, you got, you know, there's so many things going against a person that wants to learn how to play guitar because you're pressing down on steel strings. So you have to get your fingers so that they're used to, used to you know pressing down on the steel strings. Mm -hmm. It's it's basically like six keyboard uh, keyboard you know uh, setups you know because each one is 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 aligned differently. So it's not it's linear, but it's six different linear things. So it's really a chordal instrument until you start learning the scales and and then you know I think after a while um, I don't know five years or so I could learn how to just kind of see what sounds good and, and just go by ear, you know, and mm -hmm. so that I'm not just playing GCD. Although as I, the more I do it and the more songs I write, you know, <laughs> there's a lot to be said for, you know, DCG, you know, like it's like there's a reason why so many songs are written in those chords and I do go back to them quite often. So, mm -hmm. so who'd you grow up uh, loving and wanting to be? Well, at first when I was, a, I was really into pop music so my my first real favorite band was uh, Mr. Mister of all bands like uh, Broken Wings and yeah. Kyrie, and then uh, I discovered the Beatles and Bob Dylan, and I never looked back. You know the Rolling Stones and and uh, all that great classic rock, and it just you know I mean you go on and on Led Zeppelin, all that stuff, and uh, more recently there's a band called Tame Impala that I like a lot, and um, Boney Vare is a performer that I really appreciate his music and. Uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff I like. There's a lot of great female indie rock uh, singers out there now that I, I, that I really like a lot as well. So I, I try to stay current, but at the same time, keep going back to the old classics as well. Oh, great. And let's see, so you started, what was the first song you wrote? Jeez, uh, the first song I wrote that really was something that was, um, you know, uh, complete was a song called aching tires hum and uh it's actually not a bad song it's uh i mean it's not something that like if i had you know you know a month a week or so a week and a half to to kind of get it back i, I could play it but it it was a pretty good song just oh, okay. very simple simple chords and just kind of about being you know thinking about somebody and driving and you know aching tires hum over lonely roads or something like that. Yeah, so that was... That's very poetic. Thank you. That yeah. was probably, geez, that was about 1995, late 95 when I wrote that. So 
it gives you a sense of where you know how long I've been playing. <laughs> yeah, we've got a guitar wrapped around your yeah yeah there. yeah yeah yeah. So when we hear something, okay, all right, sure, absolutely. So this is a song um, that I wrote uh, right at kind of the beginning of COVID. Um, so uh, I haven't had a chance to play this anywhere, um, but it's called Tupelo, and uh, I was doing well. I mean, we all did a lot of walking around our yards during COVID, you know, during that initial phase of COVID. So, and I had a, this this finder, like um, like uh, one of those plant finders, you know, it's like this is what this plant is, or okay. plant snap yeah. it was called, and. And Jesus, it was like, it was like got about five different types of Tupelo in my backyard. So I was like, it, that word kept coming up. And then I remembered that years and years ago, I had traveled down to uh, Mississippi because I wanted to see where, uh, well, Robert Johnson was one of my heroes, um, uh, was buried. And um, so I went down there and, uh, and uh, I uh, drove through Tupelo on my way home. And I thought, well, why don't I try to write a song about what I was feeling in that moment? You know, try to go back 20 years and, and capture what I was going through at that time. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what the the idea of this song was. So, okay. And I, I always mess up the end, so hopefully I, I won't this time. But we'll see. you to go 
Starting to answer a question I I've been asking my uh, last guest. How was your uh, pandemic? Uh well, you know, it was a kind of a weird thing because I I I like solitude, um, and uh, I have a job as a uh, as a uh, middle school teacher, so I I have like a very very social um, profession. I'm mm-hmm. interacting with humans all all the time, so I think for me the pandemic was actually kind of was great um, in the sense that I, well, for, fortunately, I didn't, you know, nobody close to me got really, really, you know, was I was fortunate in that regard, but I was also able to just kind of focus on my music and writing and and uh, all those Friday and Saturday nights where I felt like somebody, everybody was having a better time than I was. I, I didn't feel that way. <laughs> you know, I was, no I, fear was of missing out. I was just work, wor- wor- working on my music and my writing and my creative side and and uh, so it was it was pretty good. But, you know, uh, I am certainly looking forward to it being over. And I spent the summer really reconnecting with a lot of people that uh, that I hadn't seen in a long, long time. And that was really, really great. So as much as I enjoyed it, um, I'm also looking forward to being able to just live a normal life again. Whenever Were you doing is. remote learning as a teacher? We, we did for like the first, from like March to June, um, we, we did like a remote learning situation where we were basically just all at home. Um, and then, uh, which was very stressful, um, even though it seems like it would be not. But then we did like a hybrid. So we were in the building four days a week and uh, we were at home on Fridays as a remote day. And, um, and that, that was really, it was really, a, a, the way it was all set up and they re- really handled it well. And now it's kind of, you know, like everything's full on, you know, and so it's been very stressful this year and, uh, it's, it's been yeah, tough because yeah. the, the, you don't know what's coming. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the kids don't know they're, not, they're, they're seventh graders, but they've never really experienced full on middle school before. So they, they, the behaviors have been kind of off the charts, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, middle school's rough. Yeah, anyways, you know, but, you know, we just take it one day at a time and, and get through it. Great. So uh, do you, uh, do you, have you played out before? Yep, yep. I, I um, had my biggest gig of uh, my, well, I mean, not like I have a career. I'm certainly not, you know, doing this for a living. But I was scheduled to play at Allagash, um, which is, uh, you know, I, I love Allagash. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I live fairly near Allagash, and I've been kind of pestering them for a couple of years to try to get a gig, uh, you know, there. And I had a gig scheduled for March 21st or March 22nd of 2020. So it was like literally <laughs> like a week after 
it all went down like yeah. so obviously the gig was canceled and they're not having live music so but i i played it you know dogfish and i played at the frog and turtle and i played you know I, over the years at many many coffee bard i used to play at bard regularly and and i've played at um there used to be that cool little restaurant uh over by the uh downtown campus there uh in the wet in the wet western part it was a really it was like kind of a hippie restaurant uh it was anyways but so i've played a bunch of different places over the years Okay, yeah. I, I can almost think of the name of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll think of it as soon as I get outside. I'll, I'll get <laughs> in the car driving home, and I'll be like, that's what it was. Yeah. So um, do you play, uh, when you when you have played out, do you play mostly uh, original stuff? or? Yeah, well, I, what I learned is that I, I do <clears throat> work in some covers, um, you know, because I just think that if, if you're playing to, a, you know, especially at like a bar kind of situation, you know, it's, it's you got to, play some covers i mean the unfortunate thing for me is my music's more sunday morning music and less saturday night music so i've always struggled with that because i i play mellow kind of sad heartbreak songs acoustically mm -hmm. um and so it's not really a good for saturday night you know you know entertaining a bar full of people it's right. not doesn't fit you know but um someday maybe i'll have what covers game. do you enjoy playing well um I, I, some stand, some ones that I play quite often are like uh, "Your Love" by the Outfield. I play uh, from the '80s. It's a song I like to play a lot. Uh, I worked worked really hard on uh, uh, learning "Hysteria" by Def Leppard because um, I try to play songs that I like, but also songs that people are gonna be like, "Oh, you know what I mean?" They're gonna hear it and like, "Oh yes, this song." A Lonely All Night by John Mellencamp. I, I've been working on like a, and I pretty much got it down like a version of Purple Rain by Prince. Um, that that sounds pretty cool. He, he always thought that was kind of a country song, so um, so I, I kind of thought it would be kind of cool to do a country version. Yeah, you don't um, hear those songs acoustically very much. No, no. So so those are some of the newer ones, but like uh, I Lost It by uh, Lucinda Williams. I don't know if you're familiar with her at all, but Love her. it's kind of one of those songs that like, you know, it's kind of this story of my life that, that uh, I think I lost it. Let me know if you come across it. You know, it's mm -hmm. such a great line. That's another one that I play regularly. Uh, Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses is another one. So, but that's what people say. They hear, they hear like, they're like, wow, Wonderwall by Oasis. I like Oasis a lot. So Live Forever by Oasis. So there's a there's a handful you know that I can mix in with the originals and kind of keep people engaged you know that's the that's the idea of playing the covers. Well, let's hear another one of yours. Sure. All right. So um, this one is called uh, it's called Right Reasons and it, it it's kind of about like you know um, sometimes you you get yourself involved in in a relationship and you do it for the right reasons you know but even sometimes the right reasons don't end up working out you mm -hmm. know what i mean so that this is kind of like about that con that idea like you know you get into something and you do it for all the right reasons and that you know that's not necessarily the the, the best choice to make sometimes so anyways here it goes <laughs> Take a hand as part of the plan 
parts expand as understand Hers change color, blue, gray, and another Reminder of white we're together In front seat kissing, nothing missing Till dismissing this bliss Firefly, starlight, and satellites All the right reasons don't make it right Firefly, starlight, and satellites All the right reasons don't matter Sitting together, burned out train car. Blue to is where we are. Sky open wide, clouds passing by. Look into eyes and what's inside. I'm driving 95, so alive. It's hard to believe that we said goodbye. Starlight and satellites All the right reasons don't make it right Firefly, starlight and satellites All the right reasons don't matter tonight Firefly, starlight and satellites All the right reasons don't make it right Firefly, starlight, and satellite All the right reasons don't matter tonight So what's your songwriting process like? It, it, it's, it depends. I think a lot of times um, I'll come up with uh, like a, a, a title of a song and I'll say I'm going to write a song called that and that happens sometimes. Um, and then sometimes, I'll, usually the music comes first. Mm -hmm. So I'll just be, you know, just kind of doing things and, you know, playing and, you know, and then I'll come up with a, a chord progression or something like, oh, that, that sounds cool. And then, you know, I'll build from that because you need to have, for me, I need to have three parts. I need to have an intro. I need to have a verse and then a chorus. And in, in, in good situation, I also have like a, a middle eight or I have like a, another place that the song goes. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I try to build. And, and, and the song, it depends on the song, like as to what it's going to call for. And then usually the lyrics come. But I think one of the things I've been trying to do with my lyrics, uh, well, really <laughs> since COVID, and it has nothing to do with COVID, but is to try to have more open, like the verses, have the verses be open and just kind of like, so it sounds like it's stream of consciousness, but it's not necessarily stream of consciousness. You know, sometimes the words just come and it's like, boom, you know, and then sometimes it takes it takes a while to get the lyrics exactly the way you want them to. It all depends. Mm -hmm. I notice you close your eyes when you play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because I'm embarrassed. Ah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, something I, except when I'm, I play if I play for the students and I. You have to kind of keep an eye on what's going on to make sure yeah. that nobody's throwing anything. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, I do tend to close my eyes when I play. Oh, 
Okay, I just I thought maybe it was the stream of consciousness. Yeah, well, thing. I try to try to get into that zone, so I think yeah. that's part of it too. Uh, you're, yeah, it's a good that's a good pickup there that you noticed that. Yeah, get into that space, you know, yeah. whatever that space is. Would you you want me to look the other way? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. You do whatever. You, that's fine. No, it's just uh, just something. It's just a habit that I've had since I started playing in front of people. Yeah. So if people want to pick up your stuff, where should they go? Well, Bull Moose has some stuff. I mean, it's all on Spotify. So the, I have I put out two acoustic type records, like the stuff that I'm doing right now, um, under the name Sun Lambert. But uh, I haven't. The last recording that I did with that was in 2013. I'm currently working on uh, like an actual tape, like a recording of of these types of songs on tape. Sun is in S U N or S O N? S O N. Okay. Um, and then. Uh, about seven or eight years ago, I decided that I was going to, uh, well, I bought a synthesizer to put play parts on, uh, you know, w- one of these acoustic recordings. I mean, it was like 10 years ago, maybe. And then I started, like, kind of composing songs on t- synthesizer. Um, so I have, f- actually have three albums uh, out uh, under the names Sons So Far that are, unfortunately, I can't recreate them live. But uh, that's more of a upbeat kind of like you know dancey uh 80s style synth pop uh mm-hmm. uh stuff um so are there that, lyrics for that oh yeah yeah oh, yeah, okay. yeah it's kind of and it, it was interesting because it made me be more i think a lot of times when i'm writing songs acoustically i tend they tend to be precious like in the sense of like i feel like oh it has to be you know really special lyrically and one of the um things about doing that sun so far project is that i i write songs that are like kind of like in a way tossed off you know like uh like i wrote a song called replicant which is about the movie blade runner i don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever seen with harrison ford and uh and, yeah uh, uh, long time ago. yeah sean young the actress uh and uh so it's kind of like that whole idea of like uh he's you know she's she's like a you know it's not a cyborg it's a replicant is what it is it's human humanoid that's a you know a robot so again he kind of falls in love with her and you know so i was like that was a good, I just wrote a song about that. Like, I wouldn't do that in an acoustic guitar because it has to be really, you know, like, heartfelt. And uh-huh. but, but the doing that project allowed me to, um, I think, kind of expand how I pr- approached my music. And it also helped me um, sing better because I started to sing, like, a falsetto, you know, like, kind of do a falsetto kind of thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so, and then I started doing some hip-hop, which hopefully I'll come back and do when when it's ready but and that's been really a lot of fun too so you know i I really tried to expand my horizons you know okay so do you have uh influences for hip-hop just curious yeah i mean you know i think old school stuff you know i think public enemy and 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 chuck d is is a as a as a mc and of course uh the beastie boys but i love jay-z you know and and i used to be fond of Kanye West, you know, before he kind of took a, like a turn in another direction, yeah. you know, I, I did appreciate that he was always stretching the boundaries of his art, um, you know, but I, I haven't listened to anything that he's put out in a long time, but I try to, I mean, it's, there's so much hip hop out there, it's, it's impossible to, to kind of keep up, just like indie rock, I mean, you, 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 so there's some that you, that you really like, and you kind of go with them, but uh, ASAP Rocky is one that I, He's somebody that, even though his last album I didn't care for as much, and Playboy Carti is another one that I try to listen to. But 
generally speaking, old school. I mean, run DMC, you know, that kind of stuff too. But in, in mm-hmm. the stuff that I do there is it's all, you know, as I always tell people, it's like G-rated and it's all, um, it's kind of like old school bragging, you know, it's just, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm, I'm a pretty humble guy, you know, but I'm sometimes I think I'm too humble. So the hip hop's give me a chance to kind of, <laughs> you know, voice, you know, some of the more positive feelings I have about myself, you know, and, and so I just, you know, do that and just kind of brag over samples, you know, samples. Do you ever rap uh, for your students? Y- yeah, you know, I try to keep it c- connected to the, the topic, you know, and rather than just, you know, I think that that's one of those things is like, I think if I, if you do it, once you do it, then they're going to want you to do it every, all the time, you mm-hmm. know? So I think that, that, that I try to like choose special moments and kind of drop some rhymes on them and then they're just kind of like... <laughs> You know, because it, it doesn't take a, you, you can rhyme, you do like two lines that rhyme. They think that you're, you're rap, you know, it's like, that's like a, you know, it's like, well, I could do, you know, I could do, whole, I can do whole verses, you know, uh-huh. I could just, you know, sit here and, and spit fire, as they say, you know, and, you know, you're not going to know what hits you, but I try to, you know, not do that as much in school. But at some point, I, that I will, I'm sure. Yeah. So do you, uh, do you always play solo? I do. And, you know, I would love to have a band, but I think, uh, you know, it's hard to get people together, number one. And um, it's also hard to uh, have have the time to work out arrangements with with a band. But that's certainly an ambition of mine. Um, But to find the right people, you know, is I on on the synth project, I've had I have this cousin of mine who lives in uh, he lives in uh, northern Massachusetts and he's just a ace bass player. Um, and he comes in and, and plays, and, and the guy that I record with down is down in Portsmouth. Uh, his name is Mark McElroy. He also uh, owns Gary's Guitars down there too. But he's a, he's a, just a top musician, just a great musician. So, on my recordings, I'm fortunate to have to be be surrounded by really great musicians. But when it comes to like in Portland, I don't have. I'd love to get a band together and, and, and go out and play because that's how you actually get somewhere. It's really mm-hmm. hard to get somewhere with a, an acoustic guitar. You know, it's, it's, it's really tough to cut through, but, you know, keep trying. Okay. What else would you like to play? Well, this is a song that uh, I wrote. Um, again, this was one of the COVID tracks, mm-hmm. so to speak. Uh, it's called Major Minor. Uh, and it was just a kind of like, a, this is an example of like, uh, something that I had lying around, like just a, just a, a, a couple, um, words. And then I was like, okay, well I had kind of like a progression and then I just started writing these lyrics and, um, I don't even know really what the song means. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not stream of consciousness in the sense that it's nonsense as much as it's stream of consciousness in the sense of, of, I think it says something. And I think it makes sense. It's just that I don't know exactly. It's about kind of about time passing, you know, and mm-hmm. and I think as you get older, you just kind of become more and more aware that, you know, your time here is short and um, that you can't you can't go back. You can't reverse time. And I think that um, that's kind of what this song is about. I think okay. I don't know. So anyways. <laughs> Stars 
coming from another galaxy Another moment to up the quotient To the power possibility Something there, become aware If you dare to be free From the past to the present at last To let the future be Major, minor, trying to find the space behind the memory. Minor, major, it's just this way, but it doesn't really have to be. Seconds and minutes are just units to measure what must be. Days and weeks, months and years appear to disappear into centuries. You keep trying to wonder why, never find what to believe. Maybe you can understand the depths of memory. Major, minor, trying to find the space behind the memory. Minor, major, it's just this way, but doesn't really have to be. Major, minor, trying to find a space behind a memory. Major, minor, trying to find a space behind a memory. Okay, so I wonder, would you mind if we closed... Uh the program with one of your uh, synthesizer pieces. Yeah, sure. It's I mean it's on my phone. Oh no, I can I can I can uh, get off the internet and. St- oh yeah, do no, that. that's fine. Do you want me yeah. to choose one for you? Sure, I'd love for you. Okay, that. yeah, sure. Um, so there's a song. It's called Redshift, I think, and I think it's the best, the best thing that I got. Okay. I, I mean, and it's it's actually it's actually not as totally synthy. Well, there's a couple <laughs> that are really good, but I think as far as if you're interested in like you know top notch, uh, I think just the way it all comes together, I think is the best that thing that there's a great female vocal on there, um, and uh, it's uh, it's it's the best put together of the tracks. You got my curiosity going there. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's 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 so Redshift. You know what Redshift is? No. In, in in space, like if 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 something if like a star is is like shaded red on like the ultraviolet scale or something, I don't know the the, the details of it. it. Means it's moving away, and if it's huh. a blue shift, it means it's moving closer. So I was thinking the idea of like redshift is like kind of like it's a relationship that's kind of like two people are moving away from each other, you know. So I was like, well, that's that, that's a cool title for a song. Yeah. You know? 
and then I came up with some very minimal lyrics, but they really kind of, I think, fit the mood of, of, of the whole song, you know? So that, that's what, that's what Redshift is Okay. About. I want to hear all aspects of your, your art here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you know, that. Do you want to do uh, one more acoustic? Sure. Yeah. I think okay. uh, they could do one that's uh, been around for a little while and those are all newer ones. So I was glad I could, I could do that without, you know, getting, getting it too messed up. So this is one that's, uh, that's been around for, geez, almost 10 years now. This is called Country Songs. Okay.
Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Been a pleasure meeting you. Likewise. And, likewise. Yeah. And uh, you're a brave man uh, working with uh, <laughs> middle schoolers. Well, I remember, yeah, I, I just had memories of middle school that. Yeah, it's a crazy time. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but they're fun too. You know? Oh, good. They make you smile. Good. And I hope you come back when uh, when you perfect your uh, yeah, hip-hop. Yeah, we'll get there. Because I was thinking about it. And I was like, I, I think before we do like four or five tracks, six tracks, I think I want to have six tracks that I feel really, really good about. So we're, 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 it, it will be relatively soon. But oh, we're good. getting there. Good. Love to have you back. something a little Christmassy because uh, tis the season and this is something I'm pretty proud of. I did this a few years ago and I just like it. Uh, by the way, um, this is from the uh, Lorenzo 
commentaries uh, archive, which if you if you used to listen to it and you miss it, I mean, I, I've gone back a few times, and um, they're not all great. Some are, some are misses, some are, you know, very of their time, and, um, but, you know, some are halfway decent, and I pay five bucks a month to keep them online, and so if someone listens, then it'll be worth it. Uh, go to the Lorenzo Commentaries.lipson, that's L I B S Y N dot com. And you got about 10 years worth of Lorenzo Commentaries. Good, bad, or indifferent. So, this is one I call Oh the Bells. I'm going to tell you something that you already know Christmas music is sort of what television used to be, 95% of it stinks. Television has gotten better. They're at about 85% of stinky. And maybe it's not as bad as it seems, but we've been hearing it since the day after Thanksgiving. And, well, retail-wise, we've been hearing it since after Halloween, isn't it? Maybe Veterans Day, I don't know. But I've pretty much had enough. Like I said, I'm not telling you anything you haven't heard before. Or you probably made up your own mind about it. Here's something I wanted to put to the test. If you put sleigh bells to any piece of music, chances are it could pass as a Christmas song. All right, you be the judge. Tell me over and over and over again, my friend. See if you don't believe we're on the eve of destruction. Okay, that may or may not have worked, but that was a lot of fun to put together. And I want to thank the USM Music Department for lending me a decent set of sleigh bells. I'll tell you, there's one song that definitely didn't work. And you could have it all. Sorry, Johnny. Merry Christmas.